Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in the Grand Junction area in Colorado. What a beautiful, beautiful area. We're standing outside here. We're actually at the Wine Fest, you know, this this year we came out. And we're doing Wine Fest. There's, we did an episode just on Wine Fest, if you want that info. But there was so much more to talk about. Recreation, dining, all of that we wanted to include as well. But I'm looking here at this beautiful vista right outside of Palisade. It's absolutely beautiful. The Colorado National Monument. We were there yesterday. That's absolutely beautiful. So we have a great show for you today. Yeah, if you're not familiar, Grand Junction is just kind of over the Utah border into Colorado. The greater Grand Valley has Palisade, which has a lot of wineries. If you're interested in that, we did do a companion episode talking about that. And you can check that out. Find it at TravelBrigade.com. And then there's just some great recreation here. There's the Grand Mesa. There is the Colorado National Monument. And then in any place where they're doing wines, they're also going to have great restaurants. And so there's a lot to do when you come out here. Today we're going to do an interview with Mistelyn Myron. She is with the Grand Junction Convention and Visitors Bureau. Then we're going to go out to the Colorado National Monument and speak with Arlene Jackson, who is one of the rangers out there. We're going to talk about some cycling things that you can do here that are really fun. Kind of guy named Rondo. Just the fact that he's named Rondo tells you that he's going to be good at cycling. And not only that, but you say anything about cycling, they go, oh, did you meet Rondo? Yeah. Rondo? Do you, oh, do you know Rondo? Yeah. Like, like. Then we're going to stop by 626 on Rude, which is a wonderful restaurant and wine bar here in Grand Junction. We're going to speak with Theo Audi. Excellent. We have a lot, like Jeff said, on today's show. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll have information and a hot sheet for today's show with all the information. We'll be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in the Grand Junction area, enjoying all there is to do outdoor, indoor, and at these great festivals that they have. Yeah, it's a great area. We've done a companion episode on the wineries and the wine, that Colorado Mountain Wine Fest that they hold here every year. But there's so much else to do that we're talking about here today, from recreation to dining to just having a great time. Before we get to all that, we first need to do hot topics and travel. And today it's more of a actually got some geopolitical education to dispense to our people. Excusez-moi. So every year, this is found at registerguard.com. We'll place a link on our website today, travelbrigade.com. Go there and check out the hot sheet. But every year, they do a big list of what are the top destinations. They poll people, say, where are you most likely to go this year? Now, the city of London typically finishes somewhere, anywhere in the top five on any given year. You know, all the usual suspects are there. And isn't Paris usually the top, except for when the 
London did the Olympics. London this year shot from number three last year up to number one this year. Why do you think that was? Well, I don't know, because there's no Olympics, there's no Wimbledon. I mean, I don't know, nothing, I don't know. It was Brexit. No, why? I thought you wanted to exit, not enter. No, the pound has dropped, and so there's great exchange rates, so everybody's going, oh, let's head over. Oh, you know what, that's funny, because I didn't really look for there, but I did look because we have a Europe trip going on, and we just bought something in euros instead, and I noticed it was only 1.13 instead of 1.35. Well, I, I'm not sure about the euro, but the pounds, the British pound sterling <laughs> has gone down and so a lot of people and and we're not taking a position either way on brexit don't don't (laughs) send us your opinion on it uh all we're saying is more people are saying that they're going to go to britain now so anyway that was a really interesting way to see how you know politics affects travel coming up we're going to have an interview with mr lynn myron she's with the grand junction convention and visitors bureau stay tuned you're listening to travel brigade follow us on twitter at travel brigade we will be right back you're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Grand Junction. And as we're walking downtown doing all this, we're looking up at these beautiful mesas. Um, we're going to be talking about the Colorado National Monument in a little while. But not only is this like a food and wine destination, it's also an outdoor destination as well. Yeah, make sure you check out our companion episode where we covered the wine fest and talked about all the great wineries here in this area. But today we're going to talk more generally about Grand Junction and all the opportunities that are here. We've got Mr. Lynn Myron here. She's with the Grand Junction Convention and Visitors Bureau. Ms. Lynn, tell us about the recreational opportunities in this area that draw people here. Well, just as you said, we are a major outdoor recreation draw, and so you mix that with the wine and the beer and the spirits and the amazing downtown, and so you have this great destination to come to to spend a long weekend or spend a long week if you wanted to come for a longer time. We have amazing biking, so the trail system here is really world-class, everything from the 18 Road out in the, the Fruta North Desert to the Tabawatch Trail System to the Cocapelli Trail here, and all of those are also hikeable, and many of them you can ride your horses. Not all of them. You do have to watch for the regulations and make sure you're not mixing where you should not be mixing the different types of travel. We also have wonderful areas where you can bring your ATV, your OHV, your side-by-side, what have you. So trailer that in here because it's going to be some really stark desert landscape next to some lush greenery and the vineyards and the orchards, and so it makes a really neat scenic drive as you're doing your OHV riding all the way up to high alpine if you wanted to do that as well. So you have a couple of huge events every year. Uh, You have a wine fest, you have a peach fest. Tell us a little bit about some of those generally when they happen during the year. Correct. So peach festival is the third weekend of August and wine festival is the third weekend of September. Now this is timed around the harvest season. So we know we're going to have a great harvest in mid-August for our wonderful, wonderful peaches. And then the grape harvest is now just starting and we're celebrating that. And outside of those main ones, we also have some wonderful outdoor festivals and we have a lavender festival in July that's been going strong for five years. And there's a lot to see and do, so if you have a passion, we probably have an outlet or a festival for it. What I think is interesting, too, is that, you know, here it's just, there's a lot of farms, there's produce, there's wineries with, you know, eating around here as well. It sort of influences what's going on here in the dining scene as well. I love the, I don't even say we have seasonal menus, we have daily menus when you go to a lot of these restaurants, and they're tailoring it to what are they getting from the farmers, what is coming in the door. I've been sitting in the restaurant we're in now, and I've watched the tomato producer walk in the door with a crate of tomatoes and so what are they going to do with it that night and I love how they work with the farmers and they're going to just give you the best Grand Valley experience because that's what they want to offer first is Grand Valley products. 
tell us a little bit about, we're sitting here at uh, 626 on Route. We're having a great lunch. And tell us about some other places here in the downtown area to visit, some places in Palisade, if people are interested in dining. It's hard to talk. How long do you have to talk <laughs> about dining and culinary? So, of course, 626 on Route here is one of the best wine bars in the United States. They have wine on tap. Then you have Bin 707, which is seasonal American food. He's very creative, Chef, Chef Nierenberg. Then you have homemade Italian pasta by Brunella, who is from Italy, and she has Il Bistro Italiano. Then you have Cafe Soul, which is a fun cafe that has very, very fresh produce and products. And so it really depends on what you're looking for. We also have Rockslide Brewery and Restaurant, so you're going to have great American brews with some, what they do with food is amazing for a brewery. Outskirts of town, you're also going to have Palisade Brewery, has some really good tacos, things like that, where they have live music all the time. You've got the Palisade Cafe, has got a brand new owner. They've redone the whole menu, so it's very fresh. I had a spinach strawberry salad is blowing me away the other day there. You know, down to formal dining at the winery here on Main Street. I mean, I can just go on and on. Great breakfast at Dream Cafe or Main Street Bagels if you want the best absolute cinnamon roll where they incorporate fresh peaches. Come at the end of summer and you're going to be blown away. Excellent. Now tell us a little bit about accommodations or perhaps with your site. Do you have like itineraries that you suggest or things like that? We do. We have multiple itineraries on the website um, down to I have a few hours I'm passing through to I want to spend three days or you can go through and build your own itinerary looking at all the content on visitgrandjunction.com and hotels is basically isolated in Grand Junction. There's a few other properties. There's some B&Bs. There's a wonderful winery that has a B&B at the Chateau but a lot of the hotels are going to be on Horizon Drive and or downtown on Main Street. So it's really whatever your budget is and whatever the experience that you want to have. Do you want to be in the middle of a vineyard? Do you want to be able to walk to some of the great restaurants? So it depends on what you're looking for and they are bookable on our website directly. And what is that website? That website is visitgrandjunction.com. Great. Thank you very much. We'll post that information on our hot sheet for today's show. You can find that at travelbrigade.com. Stay tuned. We will be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We're here in the Grand Junction area and the Grand Valley, and one place you have to visit here is Colorado National Monument. We've got Arlene Jackson from the National Park Service here, and I'm going to say the number one reason to come here is the views. I know there's probably hundreds of reasons to come here, but just on a cursory visit, the views are stunning. I would definitely agree. The canyons and mesas here are absolutely some of the most gorgeous uh, in western Colorado, and I would say even right some of Utah and Arizona. One thing we were planning to do is some hikes here. We were noticing you've kind of got all levels, everything from a quarter-mile hike, half-mile hike to, you know, the really serious hikes. So it's kind of a place where people, regardless of what their sort of uh, outdoorsiness is, they can come and enjoy it. That's right. We have Folks don't even have to hike. Uh, they can see almost everything from the, their vehicles uh, if they do choose to hike. Um, in addition to the diversity from a distance standpoint, we also have a diversity of where they're hiking. Uh, folks can hike down in the canyon bottoms. Um, they can hike up here on the mesas or even get up onto the, the tops of the ridges. And besides the hiking, what are some of the popular activities here? We've seen some cyclists on our way through here, and what are some of the other popular activities? 
I would say hiking, cycling, uh, camping. Uh, we have a very nice campground. Uh, it doesn't have hookups, but in some ways that's better because you get a little bit more of a primitive experience. Bird watching, animal watching, we have uh, about 40 to 50 bighorn sheep, the desert bighorn sheep that usually are close enough to the road that if you're paying attention and, and watching for them, you're able to see them. Close enough to the road that when we came in the park, we saw a big sign that said <laughs> Bighorn Sheep Crossing next 22 miles or something. Kind of outline what would be like your favorite day here. What, what would you do throughout the day? Wow. Well, if you're one of those early risers, even though the sun doesn't set, sun doesn't rise in um, a particular location that's stunning, the effect that it has on the canyon walls is the sun starts to illuminate them and starts to bring out the reds and the, and the pinks and, and just makes them glow first thing in the morning. So it's always wonderful to see the sunrise. Uh, if you get great blue skies and sunshine like we do most of the time, a hike, um, stopping in at the visitor center, um, checking out a couple of the short films that we have. The, we have a little exhibit area there. And then I say just spend time out in the out in the outdoors. Spend time on the canyon edge. Take a hike and just, just stop and listen to the silence. Listen to the birds' wings above you. Uh, it's just such a great place to be. I've noticed in looking at some of the materials, there are a couple of the shorter hikes that are particularly popular in terms of, you know, the views and just it's something that everybody can do. Are there maybe outline a couple of those? Absolutely. From the visitor center, there's two hikes that I would recommend. Canyon Rim Hike uh, runs right along the Wedding Canyon Rim, and uh, it's about a half mile, and you have just some stunning views down into the canyon. I would not recommend that for folks that are faint of heart as being close to edges because it does come very close to the edges at a couple of points. Going the other direction from the visitor center is the Alcove Nature Trail. Um, and this takes a much more intimate look at the plants and the animals, the rock formations, and you get really up close and personal to them. And, and you don't have to have an edge um, with that trip. And that one also has an accessible crushed granite uh, surface. Um, so folks that are pushing kids in baby strollers or using wheelchairs often find that one a really great one to do. And if you want to camp here, is there a certain amount of time you need to reserve in advance or anything like that? For a campground, uh, one of the three loops you can reserve on uh, recreation.gov, so www.recreation.gov. Um, the other two loops are first come, first serve. For most of the time, people can come in without any reservations and not have any trouble. Um, in the spring, our campgrounds do tend to fill up, um, the spring weekends and then the fall weekends, because it's just so nice here. We're here in September, and it's a really stunning afternoon here. Where can people get more information about Colorado National Monument? The easiest place is our website, uh, www.nps.gov slash C-O-L-M. Uh, or if you just go to the National Park Service website and look up Colorado National Monument, that's another easy way to get to us. And uh, I would say that almost everything that we have on the website is up there, and it is now, as of uh, August, uh, good for cell phone usage as well. Well, that's good to know because we all carry one now, and I know, at least speaking for myself, that I don't know how to get anywhere without one anymore, without my GPS, so that's great to know. Thank you so much. We'll post that information, too, on our hot sheet for today's show. You can find that at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. 
we're doing a beautiful wine tour on Sunday with beautiful bikes. Hopefully we won't drink too much wine and get in an accident in the bikes, but doing a beautiful wine tour on the bikes and we're here going to be talking about that and also a lot of the other recreation things you can do here in town and right outside of town. Yeah, we've got Rondo Beachler. He's with Rapid Creek Cycles and Rondo is people touring bikes, touring around the wineries and the fruit places here in uh, Palisade. That's kind of your most popular thing. That is very popular. We've got three rides you can do. We've got a five-mile ride, the Family Fruit Loop. We have a seven-mile ride that you can hit nine wineries, and both of these rides are totally flat terrain. Uh, the seven-mile one goes along the Colorado River, which is really beautiful through Riverbend Park, where the Wine Fest is going to be held, and all our festivals are held throughout the year here in Palisade. And if you want to go for a longer ride, have a road bike or one of our electric bikes, you can do the Fruit and Wine Trail, which takes you up into East Orchard Mesa, and there's 20-some wineries you can can hit out there and it's very beautiful you go through the orchards the vineyards spectacular views of the grand valley and the colorado river so tell us a little bit about your location we actually were down here doing some other interviews and ran into your shop without even realizing we were here and it's just right in the center of town so it's a perfect place because the wineries are so close to grab a bike and and do this little trip that's correct we're located right smack downtown palisade on the corner of main and third and you can leave your car at our shop we have great parking safe parking and you can get a rental bike or bring your bike and get a map from us but most people choose to rent because there's goat heads and such you don't have to worry about a flat tire if something happens we rescue you and you can take off and do all three rides right from downtown palisade if you want to loop back for lunch we've got some really nice restaurants the brewery the distillery and uh, our really new palisade cafe that you can stop for lunch and two of the wineries actually have food now red fox has a food truck and uh, Masson has their food trays out there, their charcuterie trays, which are really nice if you want to stop halfway through your trail. So tell me a little bit about, you said the different uh, miles, the five, the seven, et cetera. About how long do those take? I mean, obviously you've got wine time that's in there as far as, you know, when you're stopping, but about how long does that take to do those trails? You can do the nine-mile trail. You can ride it in about an hour. Uh, but with doing wineries, you know, if you want to stop and do a tour, learn a little about the wineries, most people take most of the day. Most people come by at 10 to 11 and are back between 4 and 5 in the afternoon and make a day out of it and hit the wines, learn about each winery. Some of them are very educational and just enjoy yourself. Now, there's a lot of other things to do while you're here in this area. I mean, flat biking sounds great to me because uh, that's always good. But tell us about some of the other things that we can do. Yeah, tell us about going up to Grand Mesa and some of the other things. We know you rent boats and different things like that. Tell us about some of the other activities. Okay, well, Palisade is located on the Colorado River, and it's a very mellow section of Colorado River, a lot of Class 1 ripples and rapids. And we offer paddleboard rentals, and we actually teach paddleboarding. We're the only shop in the valley that offers three-hour classes. If it's high water, we'll do them on lakes in the area. If not, we'll do them on the Colorado River where we teach you how to paddleboard. And then we also offer raft trips. We do this wine winch experience. We get a lot of uh, women's groups, bachelorette parties. We're really known for bachelorette parties. And they'll come in and they'll do a bike tour in the morning where they rent a bike and go wine tasting. And then in the afternoon, we pick them up and we float down on a raft or inflatable kayaks or paddle boards. And we do a two-hour cocktail float trip where they bring wine or whatever they would like. And we float them from Palisade to Grand Junction and shuttle them back. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Tell us about the Palisade Plunge. 
So Palisades also located at the base of the Grand Mesa, the world's largest flat-top mesa. Paderhorn ski areas up there and a lot of mountain bike trails that are located on the, the Grand Mesa. It's just some nice single track, double track. And we're working along with Cotmoba, the town of Palisades, city of Grand Junction, Forest Service BLM to create what's known as the Palisade Plunge. And it's uh, eventually maybe three trails off the top of the Grand Mesa. So you could shuttle people up there where it's nice and cool in the summer, and then you can do a six 6,000 foot descent. The longest one will be in the 30 mile range. We ride along the top of the Grand Mesa, along the rim. We have spectacular views and then down and end up right smack downtown Palisade. And it's a big project. We're hoping to get the planning going this winter and built out in the next couple of years. And it sounds like there's a lot of one-stop shopping there at your shopping. You can do some, you know, flat trails. You can do paddle boarding. And of course, we're just talking about mountain biking. This is a huge mountain biking area, just the outer area here. Right. The Grand Valley is a mountain biking mecca. We have bike trails starting near the Utah border at Loma, outside of Fruta. Grand Junction has an incredible trail system, and we have one of the newest trails built in the valley, and it's the Palisade Rim Trail. It's more of an advanced trail, but it offers spectacular views of the Grand Valley, petroglyphs. There's a series of loops up there, and we're expanding on that as Palisade grows into its own mountain bike destination. And we rent hybrid bikes, we rent cruiser bikes, and we rent really nice mountain bikes if you want to go tour up there. Now, also, you know, everyone knows about the Colorado National Monument. I know you don't actually mountain bike there, but you can street bike up the, I mean, there's some pretty nice, beautiful views in hills. Tell us a little bit about that. Colorado National Monument, there is actually a, a couple rides there throughout the year, and it's beautiful. It's a 30-plus mile ride, starting Grand Junction. I prefer starting in Fruta and climbing the Fruta side. That way it gets you to the visitor center sooner so you can get information there, and you can do a loop or you can do an out and back or you can find someone to drop you off at the high point and ride just flat roads all around with spectacular views hit the visitor center and then end up down in fruta where you can end up at the hot tomato maybe and have a piece of pizza and a beer Sounds good. Tell us a little bit about where people can make arrangements to rent bikes, do paddle boarding, do the drink float. I love that. I'm going to have my, well, I don't need to have another bachelor party, but why not? Yeah. Even if we're married, right? Have another right. another reason. But tell us where people can get information. So Palisade Chamber of Commerce is a good place for information and Rapid Creek Cycles and Paddle Boards in downtown Palisade were your adventure stop for the whole Grand Valley area. And we like to consider the whole valley when you come here. It's not just Palisade, not just Fruta, Grand Junction. You combine everything the valley has to offer and it's an incredible weekend or short vacation great and we'll have that information on our hot sheet as well for today's show yeah you can find that at travelbrigade.com you can also follow us on twitter at travel brigade stay tuned we will be right back you're listening to travel brigade with kathleen curry and jeff griffin you can follow them on twitter like them on facebook and check out their website at travelbrigade.com this is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Grand Junction, also in the Palisade area, having a wonderful time eating, drinking, going out to the outdoors, and having a beautiful time in this beautiful scenery. Yeah, as we've talked about, this is an area where there are a lot of wineries, and one great thing about being in an area with wineries is there are always restaurants making foods to pair with those wineries. Coming up next, we've got an interview with Theo Audi. He's the chef at 626 on Rude. It's a great cafe and wine bar and a place you'll really love if you want to get some wine and get some really good food with it. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We will be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. 
Well, one thing I love about coming to areas that have a lot of wineries is people who like food start making food to go with the wines, to pair with the wines. And it's local and fresh. That's what you find, too. Yeah, I mean, there are farms around here. <laughs> they're not only growing grapes, they're growing lots of other good things. Here to tell us more about it is Theo Adi. He is the chef here at 626 on Rood here in Grand Junction. And Theo, I'm really impressed. You guys have some really cool wine flights here. Tell us about those. And uh, welcome to 626. Pleasure meeting the two of you. Yeah, one of the things we've had from the beginning, we've been open over 10 years now. And uh, when we first opened up, nobody knew about wine flights, little less of what a wine bar was. And any given time, we have 10 flights of wine. Those are three wines in a flight, two ounces in each one of those pours. And uh, for instance, we have a Lamet Dammit flight on. So we've had that on for about five years. And we have just different Lamet Pinots on there and vary them up, different styles, flavor profile so you can get really a nice overview of maybe that section uh we have a winter white flight on here in another month there's like a lot of different white wines that fix that and then on like right now we have a elevation colorado flight that we can showcase some of the better wines we think that we like a lot and kind of let them stand out and you can have because we have this 32 taps, it's all driven by nitrogen, so the wine always stays nice and fresh. That's what I was just going to ask you, because we're sitting here at the wine bar, literally, and there are all these taps, and I find that the one thing that's kind of difficult sometimes, you know, if you're alone, or, you, you know, you're not going to drink a whole bottle of wine, a lot of times it's just so limited. You can get, you know, pick three or four glasses because of the wines that are opened. And here, you've got a multitude of selections, and they're all staying fresh because of the system. So, yeah, explain that a little bit. Well, it's, uh, again, it's food-grade nitrogen we use to put on top so every bottle has when we pull it off automatically siphons in a little bit more nitrogen stay on top so what's the worst thing for wine is oxidation so it keeps the oxygen away from it and pure food grade nitrogen on top of it and that lets us do all these different uh, wine offerings that we have and we look at any given time there's probably 20 some varietals that are available so one time we had almost 30 and different blends different styles and yeah you can have one flight of wine is equivalent to one glass we do a six ounce pour here so you can mix and say so you have three different items of food with your t- with your course you can have three completely different flights of wine with that I was going to ask you, too, I noticed not only do you have a ton of wine selections, but you also have a large whiskey and bourbon selection. Is it bourbon and whiskey distilleries here in Colorado? Oh, there's fabulous ones. Uh, it's actually fun to travel. You go to Chicago, New York. You'll find uh, actually Peach Street Distillery here in Palisade, 15 miles from here, super well-known on both coasts and has representation some of the finest restaurants in the in the country, and some even are in Europe now. And I just picked out Palisade because they're only about three blocks from my home there in Palisade. But there's a, a Colorado Strait. I could go with Stranahan's, a number of others that are very well-known and respected. And so, yeah, we have a... Besides just wine, we have like 40, 50 different whiskeys. Uh, we have a full bar, and that's what our clientele wants. Probably half people come to 626 uh, throughout the year are travelers. Uh, you know, from one coast to the other, we have open long enough. We have people hit us once a year in the summer on their way to wherever they go on a regular basis, and we're on their radar, because, and we have to keep offering what's new and different and be progressive about it, too. Yeah, I noticed with some of the wine flights you've got, like, you can do one with just Colorado wines. And you were saying you, you switch the wines up pretty often. If I come in now and I come in a month later, there might be something on those different types of flights. 
Yeah, let's say we kind of benchmark about 36 wines we have available by the glass in these mixes of different flights. So over a 30-day period, probably six to ten of those change over. So there's there's a few we stay with all the time, but that keeps us interesting and different. And also, because this is the most amazing time ever for wine, because of what's going on, wines from all over the world, places that we couldn't get wine 10, 15 years ago are doing amazing things. We can take advantage of that, and there's a lot of great diversity out there and uh, good price points that five years ago even weren't there. Now, we were having a discussion before we started this interview about the concept of, you know, farm to fork, you know, farm to table. Literally here, you cannot miss you know, all the farming and the, the orchards that are here, which I, I can only imagine influences the food here and around here in the Grand Junction area. Yeah, I would, uh, again, we've been home 10 years. And 10 years ago, even though there was all this produce, all the really good stuff didn't stay around here. It got sucked up into the Aspenvale Telluride markets and all that jumped to the front range. And so as the valley has grown, the uh, Grand Valley and Grand Junction, and also just a number of some other good restaurants around here too, that we help these farmers by buying directly from them and featuring them on our menu. Ten years ago, if you had like two months of that, you did a few things. This is the first year that we've like whole hog went into it. Every produce item we have on any given time from onions to garlic to all that stuff is from our neighbor farmers within 10 miles of here. And it makes a lot of work. It makes it sound like, oh, I'll just call it my neighbor and order something. But you never really know exactly which one's going to have what at any given time. So we've adapted our menu that way. For instance, standard green salad every restaurant's got to have. Well, we changed the name to a co-op salad because I never really know any given day. I can't say, well, it's from this farm. We may have a mix of four different farmers, all their greens together in one to make sure we have enough. But it's been pretty amazing this year. The Field of Fork CSA, actually uh, something you only see on either coast, it's called an RSA. And the CSA is community-supported agriculture, where you buy a share of a family or an individual throughout the growing season. A restaurant-supported agriculture program is CSA on steroids. We basically bought, and there's three restaurants in the area, uh, two besides us, Palisade Cafe and Cafe Soul here, uh, made a major commitment monetarily and also just how are you going to do this? On Thursday, for about 15 weeks in a row, we get a huge delivery, produce from Field of Fork CSA, and you mix and match that. West Coast has a few places doing that, and on the East Coast, but uh, Scott and Jessica at Field of Fork CSA are pretty amazing and uh, put this together, and it's given, an, given us an uh, opportunity to expand our envelope and get more creative, and uh, so the menu reflects that. Tell us a little bit about some of the hot items on the menu. Like, I mean, I'm sure that reflects a little bit with the change, but what are the things that people are kind of really, really liking? Well, uh, and again, this is still peak peach season. Palisade peaches are huge. So for the month, uh, basically August, and we'll be on and a little on the July side. Well, have about six, seven items that's focused completely on peaches. And one thing we did is super popular all the time is a play on the traditional tomato caprese salad. We, we have one that's a peach caprese. Well, we take the peaches, and another huge advantage 626 has is my uh, chef de cuisine, her family farm has been around for about 70 years, and it's all peaches and cherries now and a few other things. Her dad, Harry, and that's called Harry Peaches, like 80 years old, you would swear this guy's like 40. 
property the energy he has. Mm -hmm. So she used the, no pun intended, cherry picks peaches for us. We slice them thick, grill them, and then when you order it, warm up a little bit. We make our own fresh uh, mozzarella cheese that goes on it. And then we have a tequila lime kind of vinaigrette sauce that we put with it. Always popular. And then another play with the peaches is uh, peach Napoleon, which... You know, every table this time of year has one, sometimes two or three, and they take it to go, too. Again, it's a play on the layered dessert you think of as Napoleon, but just fresh. We build everyone to order. So you slice the peach, and then we've got pastry cream and creme anglaise. We layer in with it. And then a classic uh, French tuile cookie, a thin sugar cookie. So you've got a couple of those in there, a whole peach. It's a, a beautiful thing. We sell a lot of those. Tell us a little bit about where people can see the menu and find out more about how to make reservations here and everything. Well, we use, uh, of course, any of the major review sites, our uh, menus there, and we keep those up to date. So any, every week we update those, so those are really current. Our website, 62600.com, that's probably the easiest place to go to see everything right there. And then there's a link on there. You can make a reservation. We use a online reservation system, OpenTable. Just click on that, and it just takes you right into OpenTable. But this weekend, I would call because we're booked. Yeah, if you're here during Wine Fest, it's like hotels, restaurants, everything. You want to make sure that you plan far ahead, which is why we're doing this episode so that you can do that planning. Of course, we will have information on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, and you can check us out on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here in Palisade, which is in the greater Grand Junction area, having a wonderful time. It's a beautiful day. We're looking at these beautiful uh, flat cliffs up there on the Mesa. We were over at the Colorado National Monument. So many beautiful things. It's almost sad that it's almost time to go. Yeah, unfortunately, it has come time to leave, and so it's time to do He Said, She Said, where we each pick our three favorite things from a particular destination. As always, She Said goes first. Well, I think one thing, and I don't know why this surprises me, because it's such a huge you know, farming, agriculture, wine area, the food just goes right along with it. And you think about, you know, here's a small town in Colorado, amazing food. For an example, yesterday, instead of a general caprese salad with tomatoes, I had one with grilled peaches, homemade mozzarella. I mean, just different things where all the natural things are sort of incorporated in the food. Uh, fresh local goat cheese, just amazing, amazing things. So I'm just surprised about the food. It's just really, really good and so fresh. My number three goes along with that, the, the great wineries here in the Grand Valley, mostly here in the Palisade area. And if you check it out, we did a whole episode on the wine fest that they hold here every year. Make sure you check that out. My number two is the uh, Colorado National Monument. Absolutely gorgeous. And again, this is one more place that sort of trumps my myth is that you have to be an outdoor person to enjoy the national parks. You don't. You can do it your way, whether it's a quarter mile hike or flat hike, whether it's five miles, whatever, whether it's just going over, doing the 
drive and looking at the beautiful scenery, I've always in my mind had this vision of you have to be wearing rock climbing shoes and be in top shape to be able to handle a national park. And this is no exception to my, this is not the rule here. (laughs) So having a beautiful time, beautiful area. Yeah, that was going to be my number two as well. And if you just drove through Colorado National Monument, you'd have a great time just just looking at the beautiful views, barely even need to get out of your car. And then, of course, if you want to get out, there's some great hikes, everything from a quarter mile to the really strenuous stuff. My number three is the surroundings. I mean, we were just talking about Colorado National Monument, and then here in Palisade, you've got these beautiful flat mesas that are absolutely gorgeous. There's wild horses up there. There's all sorts of really cool things, and just the scenery is absolutely beautiful. So that's probably my number one. My number one goes along with the scenery as well, but the scenery you can take in on a bike. Uh, We really love the bike trip we did with Rondo, and it was a really fun time. Great way to get out and see all the beautiful things around here. Unfortunately, it's time for us to leave Grand Junction, but we've had a great time here. We'll have another destination next week, though. So in the meantime, please remember there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next week. Make sure that you check out our hot sheet for today's show where we have a list of lots of things that we spoke about today. That's at TravelBrigade.com. And you can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.